And welcome back to the Something's Brewing Podcast. This is episode 28. 28. The, the Derek Forbert episode. Forbert. The Paul Carey episode. The Dominic Moore episode. The Mark Recchi episode. Dominic the Audra Kasha episode. And then to throw a real random one in, we'll throw in a, a Bob Grip. Oh. oh, I remember him. Do you, you remember when he barreled down the ice and he just shot the puck so hard? I'll never forget it. It was on my never. wedding day. Yeah, on I remember day. that day. <laughs> hey, but hey, as always, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, as always, we're brought to you in partnership with the Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. You can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. And you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. And for those of you who heard that, little little chime in from down below my excuse me my brother my brother andrew has joined the show tonight um say what's up andrew how's it going everybody (laughs) (laughs) you can follow him on twitter at on at andrew underscore su11 ivan he doesn't post anything you don't gotta you don't have to follow yeah you don't have to follow but go support (laughs) go support the channel (laughs) <laughs> um, we got to rate, comment, comment, and subscribe. So <laughs> obviously, obviously, we just had the All Star break. Um, I don't know if you guys watched any of the All Star shenanigans. I didn't. Uh, I saw a clip of you know Pasternak dressing up as Happy Gilmore, and actually Allmark with the uh, as the caddy with the two with the little helmet and the Pepsi cans on the side. That was funny. But that's literally the only thing I saw from the All Star break. I, I didn't tune in at all. <laughs> I like their jerseys. I like how uh, I saw a couple clips of people doing interviews outside in front of the beach. Boy, they couldn't have picked a better place for an all-star game, huh, in Florida? It looked very nice down there. Definitely like a nice little mini vacation for the uh, for the guys who made the all-star game. Yeah, you know, I'm a little mad that I missed. Didn't they have a competition where they had to like shoot a puck and hit a target and then dunk a guy in the water? Yeah, I That's actually cool. I, I heard about that, and I also heard about they, they had to – shoot a puck into a pond filled with alligators but i saw no i saw no videos of that so i don't know if it happened that's a florida thing to do i think that's what i mean like i I, i'm pretty sure that was rumored to be like an event but i didn't see any clips of it you know Um, i used to the the main reason i used to watch the all-star game every year is because i always wanted to see the competition between chara and shea weber for hardest shot i mean it was like lebron and michael jordan like david and Goliath and Goliath. They were just going out there ripping <laughs> clap bombs. And uh, this year, it wasn't a defense. And wasn't it Elias Pedersen? I think he won. Yeah, I think so. He's a scrawny little. Holy shit. Know. 102.3 miles per hour. Well, what was Charles back in the day? I remember in, in middle school, this used to be my like, I, I that was my fun fact. I would tell people, like, did you know 
there's a guy who shoots 109 miles per hour and they're like 109 <laughs> miles per hour that's impossible and even cars, better, he's cars like, don't even go that fast <laughs> i think it was like 100 was it 108.8 yeah 108.8 that's i mean that's crazy I don't do some damage if you catch one of those in the ribs. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Did you I, – I didn't see any of the uh, – like, I didn't watch the whole All-Star game. I saw clips of, like, some of the skills competitions. But I saw an old clip of uh, Ray Bork during, like, the accuracy yeah. competition. And four for four in, like – I think four for four in 2.5 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know if you saw this either, but I know McDavid this year went four for four too. He didn't end up winning the whole thing, but he he ended up going four for four in one of the rounds. Did you know that uh, in the two thousand and is this two thousand twelve two thousand and twenty AHL All Star Game? Martin, his last name has no vowels. F R K. Do not know. Mark Frook. <laughs> one hundred nine point two mile per hour slap shot in the AHL Skills Competition. He beat Chara's record. Yeah, but it's in the HL, so you know that doesn't really count. Doesn't count, yeah. <laughs> but I think he's a uh, LA. He's an LA Kings AHL player at the time of this tweet. This was almost three years ago. So I don't how, know old, how old was he? Uh, pretty sure he was in. He was in his late twenties. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he, mean, was, he, looks, he was on Detroit. He look. Yeah, yeah. He looks pretty stout. He's got some facial hair. I'd say he's probably in his in his mid to late twenties. He's 26. Yeah. 26 at the time. He's 29 now. There we go, mid okay. late twenties. Um, how come? But, hey, how come McDavid didn't do the fastest skater competition? Did he just get bored he, of winning it every year? He just opted out. That's crazy. Yeah. Did he you? Was oh, like, did I, you see? I think I saw it on Twitter. It was um shit. It was either like the AHL All Star Game or it was like something up in the CHL. But they did a fastest skater competition, and the guy got like eleven seconds or some shit like that. Did you see holy that? Holy shit! Damn it! No. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But it was like. It might have been 12. It was like 12.9 seconds. And the guy was flying around the ice. That's I, crazy. I, I'll tell you, when, when you're really wheeling around the ice like that, I remember when we used to have to do it for shit duty back when we played in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember on like JV in like eighth grade, when we would like do like a challenge, you would challenge somebody to um, the competition and whoever lost had to get shit duty. And I don't remember who I challenged, but because I, I had shit duty and I didn't want anymore. So I challenged somebody slow. I don't remember who it was. And we had to skate all the way, like one lap around the rink. And I, I like, I had to look behind me a few times. I thought there was fire shooting up from under my blades. And I, I literally, I, apparently I was like skating in slow motion because I freaking lost and I had water bottles for another week. I was so mad. I used to get picked so much for that. I was the slowest skater in the world. Do you remember? So when when I was a freshman in high school, my brother was a senior, and there was another freshman kid on the team. And for shit duty one time, he picked my brother, one of two seniors, and then the captain. And so, like, he picked the two worst. It was Luke, it was you and Luke. It was? I don't remember. Yeah, he gave it. To, I, he gave you and Luke uh, shit duty. I feel like I remember that because Luke was really mad about it. Actually, I remember, I, you know what? I kind of do remember it. Some but of those hey, games were fun. Um, I think so. So for today, obviously, there were no games to cover. Uh, Bruins haven't played in almost 10 days now. They, the next game is on Saturday, uh, 3.30 p.m., matinee against the Capitals. So I'm thinking for this episode, we go through the roster, we go through the stats of the guys, and we give them all grades based on what we you know expected out of their performance at the beginning of the season. Um, and we'll also do a um, um, end of end of the season 
thing and halfway through the season, what you expect for the rest of the year through the team. And then um, we'll do some DMs and voicemails um, and all that good stuff. But so we'll start here. So remember, just based on expectations coming into the year, um, before we give them a grade, I'll read off their stats and we will each go through our little grade and we can all have our own grading system. However you want to do it, that's up to you. But we'll start here with <laughs> we'll start with Anton Strawman. Nick, what grade would you give Anton Strawman? Uh, he's got he's got zero points in eight games played. He's a minus three, and he's, he's got, got three two or four penalty, turnovers two that led directly to uh, goals for their team. I would give him, uh, but I mean, you know what he. What he was signed on a ten day. He had a problem with his visa. He couldn't even get to the states. He can't blame everything on him. I would give him a D. But, <laughs> but like, I mean, he wasn't expected to do much anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was a seventh defenseman. He's like thirty eight years old. I mean, I don't think anybody expected him to go out there and really make any noise whatsoever. But um, like, he was like horrible. Like, he looked so bad in the few games that he played. I the first start that he got, which is the one that I just mentioned, where he gave the puck away. He literally had the puck behind the net and turned and just like slid it. So like the other team, I think it was against Ottawa or some shit, and they yep, scored. Yep. And it was like that, it, like that. It, that's the most boneheaded play I think I've ever seen in my life. And um, but you know, like at the same time, like the guy's thirty-eight. He's playing in a weird role, seventh defenseman. Um, he joined the team late. Obviously, he wasn't here last year either. So you know, I kind of feel bad for him that way. But I would give him about a D, a C minus. Yeah. Um, again, he didn't outperform by expectations, but the little expectation expectations I had for him, he didn't even hit that. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would honestly give him one of those like needs improvement things. Yeah. I'd, give him, I'd, give, I'd give him an ni. Like you, you showed up, you you tried, but oh my god, dude, you didn't contribute at all. <laughs> you didn't do a single thing. Oh my god! If the Bruins win the Stanley Cup, does he get a ring? How does that work? Do we? Yeah, I think. I I think he will. But um, this season's for Anton Strollman, then, baby. Forget Bergeron, <laughs> forget Krejci. We're getting Strollman a ring. Get Strollman a ring. Andrew, what would you give him? Uh, I think similar to what Mel was saying, right? Like, it, if you don't expect a lot from someone, you can't give them, like, an F. But, right. like, those numbers you just said, are they leave a lot to be oh. desired. Oh. <laughs> also, also, he um, – was assigned to Providence and he just never showed up. So yeah. <laughs> honestly, that's pretty baller. I think I might be B plus. I'm not going down there. <laughs> um, all right. So next up, we'll go Jacob Zaboral. Um, honestly, he he kind of came into the season expected to maybe slide into a top six role or at least play more than he has. Um, he's played 14 games. He's got one goal, no assists. He's uh, he's got one point. He's a minus one. Um, you 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 might be able to you might see him shipped off somewhere at the deadline as well. Um, but for me, for Zaboral, I would I'd give him uh, a C minus. I expected way more from him. Take a bigger role this season. Yeah, especially because he looked really well in the uh, the preseason. I remember. Yeah, after, you I remember good. everybody was talking about that game against Philly where he was like, yes. all over the ice. But that's he, right. Kind of the same thing as I don't know what to expect from Jakob Zaboral. Like I want him to be good because yeah. of where he was drafted. I mean, he was a first round draft pick. He's he's Czech, is he not? Isn't he one of those Czech guys? Yep. Yep. And mm-hmm. you know, I think he's like six one, six two. He's a he's a shifty. He's a, he can move the puck well. But 
for whatever reason, just hasn't translated to the professional level for him. I don't know how he's been performing in Providence, but um, like you said, he wasn't going to get top four minutes here, but he could have been maybe a sixth guy, you know, a third pairing guy, seventh defensive guy, but he couldn't even hold that down to the point where they had to go and sign Anton Strawman, who we just gave, I just gave a D for. So, Jakob Zaboro, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a, a D plus. Um, but he's uh, no, actually, I feel, I'm gonna go D minus. I feel unfair because I had ex- I had a, a little bit of expectations for him, where I didn't have expectations for Strawman. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a tough spot to be in. I mean, the Bruins, you know, he's got like six guys in front of him, and the Bruins are also actively trying to trade for a defenseman as well. So it's not looking good for his, you know, future playing time of the big league crew. But uh, yeah, 14 games, one point minus one, 13 minutes of ice time per night. Eight shots, giving him a D minus. Yeah, Andrew, what about you? Uh, well, I was, uh, I have like the stats and everything up here. So third year in the league, uh, he's making nine hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. So not like one of the. <laughs> he's making nine hundred seventy-five million dollars a year. <laughs> he's making a billion dollars a season. <laughs> <laughs> That's rather cap went. Yeah, it's all in Zaboro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like first round pick. I mean, to to compare it to, and I I don't want to you know like cross sports because it's not an exact comparison. But thirteenth, middle of the first round, right? You're looking at a guy who you want to make an impact on your team, and I think back to the Patriots. Like someone like Nikhil Harry, we drafted him. We're like, this guy, he's going to help the team out. First year, didn't do much. Like, okay, we'll give him a pass. Maybe next year he'll be better. Arguably even worse the next season. <laughs> and So it's sort of, you know, like you're young. He's 25 years old. You want him to develop. You want to give him time. And thankfully, you know, there is Providence. You can send him down. You can have him develop. But I think uh, at some point you just got to say like, all right, like ship up or ship out. You know, you got to yeah. put some put some numbers on the on the score sheet here. Zaboro, yes. he's he tore didn't he tear his ACL or something, too, a little while ago? Last, last season. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I guess he's kind of young, but he's turning 26. Yeah. Like 26. A week and a half. And he also, has like very limited NHL experiences by being drafted in the middle of the first round. So yeah. Fortunately, I think that's a, a whiffed pick. If you yeah. ask me, I'd, tough, I'd year, give, tough year that draft was. I'd give it a Frankie. I'd give it a big old stinky F. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it reeks. There's well, there's our first F. Um, all right, here now we'll go Jacob Lauko. Probably gonna see him dealt to the deadline. He doesn't want to be here anymore. He wants more minutes somewhere where he can play. Um, but when he's come up, he's played well. Um, I mean, he only has eight games played this season, but he's got three points. Uh, he's he's good on the defensive end. Uh, reliable on on a lot of teams, he could be that bottom six guy, and even if he was a bottom six guy here, I, I would be comfortable with him in that spot. But but you know, we we already kind of have our bottom six mapped out with Frederick, uh, Greer, Felino, Noshek, you, you know, guys like that. Um, so for for Lauko, I'd give him a solid, you know, I I'd give him a solid B. He's gonna give you some value at the deadline. You, you're gonna be able to at least get something out of him. Um, he's played well for you. The only reason he wants to leave is because he knows there's no spot for him here this year and he, and he wants to be playing. Yeah. You st- stole the number right out from under me. I was going to give him a solid beat or letter. Jesus Christ. I was going to give him, I was going to give him, 
a B as well. You know, he's only played eight games, but you said it. He hasn't looked bad while he's in there. He stepped into his role and he's performed well, but he just isn't getting his opportunity. But I'm interested yeah. to see what they can get for him on a trade on yeah. a trade market because I mean, it's a guy who's a third round pick, and you're more likely to have a third round pick miss than you are hit. I mean, if this guy can stick on a roster, I mean, bottom six player for the Bruins, who knows what you know? If they, somebody could unlock his potential, maybe he could be a second line guy. So yeah. he's we'll see I what happens. He's, but, he's almost like a. Like what we've seen in the past with guys like Sean Corrales and Nola Chari, you yeah, know, you, you, those kind of bottom six guys that that Sweeney knows doesn't really have a spot here in the future or a spot here at the moment, and then ships them out, gets something for them, and then you kind of don't really hear about them that much after that. He yeah, moves on from those kind of guys really, really well. He's a lot like, um, remember Vladimir Sabaka. Yes. That's yes. a lo- guy used the longest thing I've ever seen. He's got a little <laughs> Vladimir Sabotka in him. I do. This is um, something I noticed, and I don't know how the contract works, but apparently, uh, Lauko's only making $70,000 a year, which is nuts. No. I don't know how that. That's what it's what the numbers are saying. I don't know, but (laughs) if that's the case, I say we keep him forever. We can no, no, no. Look that one up. No, look that one up. If this guy is making seventy k more than like, he's on a nurse's salary. That's what he's from. He has a seven hundred and sixty-four thousand dollar cap hit. Yep, there well, we go. First time bubble. If 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 Lauko shall receive, wait. I got the salary a player shall receive if they are assigned to a North American minor pro league such as the AHL, then his minor salary is seventy thousand. Okay, but so, that's okay. That's what. So that I was duped. I guess I've been duped. Okay. Are you embarrassed? All right. Yes. So Andrew, what, what's your grade? Or do well, you give him? Uh, I'll I'll give my grade with the seventy and without the seven. With the seventy is an A plus because <laughs> you know. I don't think I don't think you can take someone from Boston Children's and get them to give you that stat line. There's no way. But <laughs> if uh, <laughs> uh, without the set, if he's on like a regular salary, ah, like a C, you know, okay. he's he's a well, but he hasn't done enough to you know move the needle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on to Thomas Noshek. Good penalty killer. Obviously, one of your fourth line guys. Uh, 42 games played. He's regular in the lineup. He's hurt right now. He's got eight points in 42 games, three goals, five assists. Um, He's got 30. I'm sorry. He's a plus four with 34 penalty minutes. Um, But obviously, he's not there for production. So for, for his role and how he's been playing, obviously, he's not popping up on the stat sheet often. He's only done it eight times. Um. But but for his role and what he brings to the team, I think he brings stability to that bottom six line lineup, um, stability to the PK. I, I would give Noshek a B. I'd stick with a B for him. He's, he hasn't been amazing, but he hasn't been. No, you know what? C plus. Thomas Noshek gets a C plus. He hasn't been amazing, but he's contributed well. I think that's solid. Uh, yeah, I give him right around a C or a C plus. He's a good defensive player. I mean, he he does what you need him to do, and you can't ask for much more than that. You know what you're going to get when you put him in the lineup. And he's, I feel like he's very rarely uh, made some sort of big blasphemous mistake. Mister Consistent, as I like to call him, he has mm. the Patrice the Patrice Bergeron syndrome of consistency. Also, Tom Agnosic, sneaky career year. Last year he had three goals. This year, 
three goals. Hey. Last year, he had 17 points in, uh, th- what, 30, 33 less games this year. He has eight. So hey. he could sneak up that this year. But uh, Offensive powerhouse. Hey, don't don't let him open in the slot. That's what they don't, say. Right don't now. let no hey, don't let no shit get hot. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh yeah, I think C plus is a good a good little spot for him. All right, sick. All right, now we'll move on to the next guy. Uh Brandon Carlo. Brandon Carlo. 47 games played. Two goals, seven assists, nine points. He's a plus 20, and he's got 25 penalty minutes. Um, Obviously, playing in a top four role. This one could kind of go either way. A lot of people don't like him. Um, And... Um, but a lot of a lot of people do though. So you know, you hear you hear you hear both sides of the fence. You hear people want to trade him, and you hear, um, you know, people want to keep him. And he's the player rep for the team. So I don't know. That's I would I would give Carlo a B plus. I think he's played great. Yeah, I would too. I give him right around a B or a B plus. I think the only reason that his number might be a little lower just because of his injury concerns. But I mean, you you can't do anything with that. I think Brendan Carlo needs to work on his consistency. Because yeah. he yeah. has exactly what Thomas Nosek and Patrice Bergeron don't have. But sometimes he'll play like he's supposed to. He'll be a top four defenseman. Sometimes he looks like a sneaky top pairing. And then other times yeah. he'll all of a sudden hit like a week-long slump where he's just coughing the puck up. He's out of position. He's It almost looks like he's going through the motions out there. Yeah. And for me, for him to you know get into the upper echelon of A minus A. He needs to work on his consistency. But from what you're getting from Brandon Carlo this year, I mean, he's already had, uh, has he had, he's had at least one. Has he had two concussions this year? Um, I know he had freaking seven in like the last calendar year, which is unbelievable. I think he had one concussion this year. And then there was another injury that was um, something different. All things considered, though, you know, Brandon Carlo, 47 games played, nine points, plus 20, which is his career high, I believe, is a plus 22. I know he's playing, you know, the Bruins are a lot better this year than they were last year. He's got, you know, Vesba Olmark behind him. But um, I would give I would give Carlo a solid B for how he's performed this year. Yep. Andy? Yeah, I was going to – like the plus 20, it's it's tough to ignore. I know what you just said, Mel. Like it's – you got a better team around you. But if the team is doing well and you're out there while they're doing well, that's – there's something to say about that, I think. Yep. So I'd, I'd say – B sniffing B plus, but not quite. Okay, but sniffing. now, here, now here's what we're gonna do for for these ones that I'm about to list off. We're just gonna give a letter, really quick. All right, ready, and and then we'll go to big names. Craig Smith, C plus, C minus, D. All right, um. Let's go Trent Frederick. 19 points, 48 games, plus 20. Ooh. A minus. Oh, I was gonna say B plus, A minus. I'm gonna I'm gonna go A minus as well. He's his yeah. he's blown the expectations out of the water. I was, yeah. I was gonna say big, big um like culture guy, I think. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, he's he's Gordy Howe Hatrick kind of guy. He's come pretty Very, close yeah. a couple times this season. He's Good he kind of has the vibes. He has a, he has the vibes of like the old school like Merlot line a little bit. Yeah, it's like every time he gets the goal, he's like, "Damn it, now I got to fight somebody to get this Gordy Howe Hatrick." Because every game <laughs> he scores, then he gets a fight. Right, he, kick this guy's he, ass now. He he already has an assist. He scores a goal. They pan to him on the bench. He's just rolling his eyes, like, <laughs> smelling Damn. salts, getting all ready to go. He's taping up his knuckles with tinfoil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's slipping the brass knuckles in his glove. So sneaky, similar guy, AJ Greer. Um, I'd say B. I'd go B. I give him. I give him a B plus. I think I that he. Yeah, I think that he's he's played great when he's played. But I think his problem was that he was so blisteringly hot in the preseason in the first yeah. couple games of the year that people just expected that he was going to continue Dude, to perform yeah, that way. Exactly. Yeah. I I almost bought his jersey. I know I was, you did. I was, a, I was a click away from custom ordering an AJ Greer jersey. But even though he's not putting up those numbers that people thought he could have after the first couple games of the season, he's done everything that the Bruins have needed him to do and more. So yeah, it's hard can, to give him anything below a B. And you can notice when he's in the lineup too. It just it 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 um resonates with the guys in the lineup when he's in the lineup too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'd go B plus as well. Derek Forbert. Uh I give him a B too. Yeah, B. B. Another solid year from Forbert, killing penalties and blocking shots, taking picks with Darla. Yeah. Um, Connor Clifton. For me, he's Ooh. he has blown his expectations away. I'd give him I honestly I give him an A. It's not even because he's from Quinnipiac. I'd give him an A too, dude. Because when they brought Strawman in here, I thought Strawman was just gonna take his spot in the lineup, and Clifton yeah. was like, "Nope." Yeah, he's I not even it. making a million dollars either. He's making nine hundred. He's making less than Zaboral. Wow, I thought for sure that. And Connor Clifton has an engineering degree. People forget about that. Yeah. But I thought people that Connor, forget Connor Clifton, the engineer. Yeah, hey, people forget <laughs> he went to Quinnipiac. That's his new nickname, the engineer. The engineer. The engineer. <laughs> Connor Clifton engineers hockey. <laughs> no, I thought um, I thought that Clifton was going to be the seventh defenseman guy, but then he's yeah. he's played himself into the point where now it's noticeable when he's not out there on the ice. Yeah, yeah fourteen points. Yeah, he's he's doing well. Um, let's jump to Matt Grizzlick. I'd give Grizz a C. He hasn't really gonna, done much for me. I was going to stay a C plus, B minus. He's got nineteen he, points though. Yeah, but I mean yeah. he's. On the you know he's out there with Charlie McAvoy half the time. He's on the power play unit. I think that he's played he, himself. He's I I still think he's a valuable player on this team, but he's played himself to the point where he, I feel like he's expendable if you can get an upgrade at his position. Yeah, he he is a plus thirty one, and like we were saying, being on this team, you're going to be a big plus guy. But the three of us could be out there, and we would be like a plus five or six. Yeah, this team is. Um. Ooh, Nick Felino. A plus. Oh, yeah. A plus. Fully yeah. go. Yeah. It's, yeah, hard not, a and it's not even not even just on the ice stuff, but like the locker room stuff and like post win yes. stuff. His his how close like, is his teammates? His leadership. Might I add? Might I add? If I could, he was my desert island pick in the beginning of the season. <laughs> so I I'm gonna say I think I I feel good about that still. My a+. desert island pick is in Vancouver right now. Freaking sick, yeah. man. Stunning. <laughs> <laughs> um. Charlie Coyle, 28 points, 51 games, 11 goals, 17 assists. I'd give him an A. There were stretches there where he was, I wouldn't say he was carrying the Bruins, but there was like a a week or two there where he was on fire. He had like six goals in like seven games or some shit like that. Well, he's centering the best third line in hockey. 
That's so, true. He, on, on a lot of other teams, he could easily be a second-line center, but he's good with playing that third-line role. Um, he plays good minutes, uh, and he's out there, and he's producing. And he, he drives that third line, too. Yeah, he's, the, he he's the reason why Frederick and, and you know, plug in any name on the right side. That's why they roll, too. And he's from Weymouth. You know what would be cool? Like the NBA, the, the NBA does like the sixth man of the year award for like the best bench player. What if the NHL did like best, like bottom six guy, you know? Yeah. Cause like those guys are important too. They don't get the recognition, but you need four lines yeah. to put a good team out there on the ice. You at least need three. That rolls yeah, off yeah. the tongue too. Best, best six guy. Yeah. Best, hey. best bottom six guy. <laughs> award. Best bottom six guy award. The, the, the best the bottom BB, six award and best third defensive pairing award. The BB6F. Charlie Coyle. The Where'd BB6F, you, you get the BB? Coyle. Oh, Where'd best you? bottom. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So Coyle gets good grades. Help. Okay. All right. All right. Jake DeBrusque. Some, some heavy hitters. Ooh. I would – I was gonna give him. I owe Jake DeBrusque an apology because so he does was Bruce all, Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give him. I'll give him. I want to give him an A plus, Jake yep. DeBrusque, because I I said he made my all time most hated team in the preseason, and I just <laughs> he did such shame. I feel now <laughs> such shame. Yeah, I mean, you were looking at Jake DeBrusque to come in and have a giant year, and and. He's literally um, sorry, my light just went out. Um, he literally has done it. Sorry, someone else take this really quick. I have to figure out 30 points in nope. 36 games. It's just, I want to see. I think he was supposed to play either what are they at Edmonton or something? Yeah, and, one of the last uh, few games. He missed his flight or something like that. I saw it on no, oh, his, no, or his flight, his got, flight canceled, got canceled. Right? Yeah, yep. yeah, that's too bad. But I want to see if he's going to come back in the lineup and play with that same aggressive tenacity he was playing yeah. with before he got hurt. I, I mean, I think he's going to come in and he's going to be even better than what he had in his first half of the season. He, I mean, the last game he played was the Winter Classic. He lit up the Winter Classic. Um, he played hero for that. Um, but coming into the season, you were really looking at him to have a giant year. You know, it's it's kind of like a, um, it's a prove it year for him. Like, was it really Cassidy or, or are you just not playing up to what we all expected you to? And yeah. I mean, right now he's he's playing first line minutes, obviously with Bergeron and Marshawn. Uh, he's got 36 games right now. He's got uh, 16 goals, 14 points, 30 points and 36. He was on pace for about 70 to 75 points. Uh, that would blow his career numbers out of the water too. And he's a giant reason why this team is so successful. So he yeah. easily gets an A plus. Yeah. Also, gets an A+. I, I feel like I've never broken my leg. I thought it took longer than that. So heal, yeah. Oh, let's give What's them up with that. The medical staff gets an A plus plus. They they have been the actual. They've MVP. had their hands full this year. Yeah, <laughs> from the from the get go. Yeah, and they've gotten everybody back early. It's weird. I don't know what they're doing, but they're Somebody's they're mixing potions in the locker room. They got a witch they're, on. <laughs> they're providing medical marvels right now. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so Charlie McAvoy obviously comes into the season a little bit later because of his uh, shoulder surgery. Uh, he's played 38 games, four goals, 28 assists, 32 points in 38 games as a defenseman, plus 21. He's got 28 penalty minutes, and he's obviously the head honcho of the defense. So what would you give him? 
I gotta give him an A plus. You gotta give him an A plus. I think. A plus. I mean, it, this defensive unit has been banged up from the get go. Obviously, he missed the beginning of the season. Carlo was hurt a couple times. Forbert was hurt. Grizzik was hurt. But as long as you have Charlie McAvoy in your lineup, they're gonna be okay. And what'd you say? He had thirty two points in thirty six games or thirty eight games? Thirty eight games. Yeah. Wow. 28, 28 apples, four goals. That is what's his plus minus? That's a great year. Uh, plus plus twenty one. Uh, plus twenty one. Yeah, no, yeah. he's good. He's pretty good. This he's guy. a good he's he's this bad. You ever he's heard of this Charlie McAvoy guy? He's pretty good, huh? <laughs> he's all right. Um, all right. So Mac gets A pluses from all of us. Taylor Hall, obviously playing third line. Um, he's been bouncing up and down since DeBrus got hurt, but he's played 51 games. He's got 15 goals, 17 assists, 32 points. Um, in comparison to I mean, if you're comparing him to Jake DeBrusque, Jake DeBrusque is outscoring him. Granted, Taylor Hall is playing third-line minutes, and JD is getting those top-line minutes. But I don't know. I feel like with Taylor Hall, you kind of expect a little bit more out of him because we've seen him go through slumps this season too. Uh, not not that well, he's playing bad, but but expectation wise, I think you're looking a little I mean, yeah, more. It's, it's a former MVP, and it's you know it's 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 funny because like I mean, I know you and I say it, and I'm sure the Bruins uh, fans say it too. It's like oh yeah, former MVP is playing on a third line, uh, but like, is that necessarily a good thing? It's not because you know you have that much depth. It's because he isn't playing up to MVP levels, but he's still a very important player in this lineup. He's a really good two way player. He he's really good at bringing the puck into the zone and settling up a play. So I would give him a B minus. I don't think he's been horrible. I think he's definitely been inconsistent at times, but when he's on, he's on. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, same thinking. I'd give him a B minus as well. I'd give him a, I'd give him a B because like, he's still putting up good numbers, but yeah. like last year, I think the, the Taylor Hall fever got so so much hype in attention for a while. I I was part of it too. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I was sick for a while. <laughs> I was like, Taylor Hall's on our, on our team. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's a little. It's been a little bit of a sort of step back from that. But still, he's he's a very important contributor. So we shouldn't, you know, take that away. Which I don't think we are. But B B for me. Hampus Lindholm, A plus. Yeah. Yeah. The way he the way he stepped up in the McAvoy injury and he led the defense. He looks like a number one guy, and he kind of is a number one guy. At times, he's been showing flashes of play. I didn't even know he had. Like yeah. he'll he'll pick the puck up and he'll just damn it, I'll just bring this into the zone myself from like behind his own goal line. And well, his cross ice passes, his breakout passes, he's so sound. And it's nice too. I'm sure Charlie McAvoy is getting a sigh of relief because he knows that he doesn't have to put the defensive unit on his back every single night. And before, like you just mentioned. Charlie McAvoy is out. They were screwed because they have a lot of um, good defensemen. I mean, teams need multiple great defensemen. Look at all the past Stanley Cup champions. They had multiple great defensemen on their roster. And Charlie McAvoy went down. You had nobody. But now, like you said, when he was hurt and Hampus Lindholm was able to step in and play great, that's one of the key reasons why the Bruins got off to the hot start that they did. Well, like you said, too, uh, with Lindholm kind of pulling tricks out of his bag that we didn't even know he had, the one that sticks out to me is that Pittsburgh game way in the beginning of the season in that comeback win. In overtime, he literally skated it from behind the net, went around everybody, and just ripped it top shelf. And I think that was the moment when everybody was like, whoa, like, this guy is good. Like, this guy is something else. 
Also, Hampus Lindholm uh, is first in the NHL in plus minus. Yes. Yeah, Mac I would give him an. Third. I'd give him an A plus for sure. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's an easy one. Plus thirty three. Look at that. That's unbelievable. Paying homage to the, the great Zidane Char with that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pavel Zaka, fifty one games played, eleven goals, twenty four assists, thirty five points. Obviously, since he signed his contract, he's been on a tear. I think since I think he played ten games since signing his contract, and he or no, I'm sorry, nine games played, ten points. Um, pretty sure he's matched his career high in points already with thirty five. Is he? It was either thirty five or thirty six. He's one short. His career's thirty six. Okay, so he's one short. Um, in in that season's you know just barely halfway over. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, for him coming into this team and being able to produce this quickly and and kind of just, you know, transition into the lineup so smoothly, I'd give Zaka a A minus. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I gave him an A. I mean, they practically got him for free. I mean, you gave up freaking Eric Halla for him. 51 games played. He's got 11 goals, 24 assists. You just mentioned he's one point shy of his career high despite playing... 51, 60, 19 less games. Quick math. This is also the first year in his entire career that he's ever had a positive plus minus. His rookie year, he was a plus four, but he played one game. So the Devils must have beat the shit out of whoever they played Jesus, that night. Yeah. One but, game played plus four? Jesus Christ. But the rest of his career, minus 17, minus three, minus six, minus 12, minus 11, minus 21. And this year, he's a plus 16. So not just that, too, but the flexibility that he gives this team. He's a natural center. He's been playing wing. He's able to slide into that second-line center when they need him. If Krejci's out, he can play some third-line center. He can go up and down your lineup, wing center. Doesn't matter. He's a Czech guy. You got him for four more years. I'm giving him an A. I'm giving him an A, too. There we go. Um, yeah, just just a, just a piece. Good piece. Good piece. Good piece. Hey, man, Zach thought, Zach thought he sucked, remember? Yeah, he goes, who's the Zaka guy? Yeah, and he was like, Zaka is just as bad as the Brusque, right? Who were literally both having <laughs> career years. Yeah. Well, Zach also doesn't think too because of Stanley Cup champion, so it kind of yeah. it lines up. All right. Patrice Bergeron. A+. Plus. A plus. A plus. I mean, Patrice Bergeron could go out there and turn around and fire a shot on Hampus yeah. Lindholm. Hampus Lindholm, sorry, Linus Olmark. <laughs> and you know what? It can it can go past Hampus Lindholm, and I would still give him an A plus because Bergeron yeah. could do no wrong about it. Hey, I don't know if you guys heard Selkie finalist Patrice Bergeron, Selkie favorite Patrice Bergeron. Every year, same Every, story. he's gonna no, he's a he's a lock for the Selkie this year. He, he, give him the trophy now. He, I think. Do you, the, he's coming do you think exactly they're gonna rename it? Do you think they're gonna rename it? No. I think they should rename. Yeah, I hope so. Who the heck is Selkie? But anyways, I think they should rename almost every trophy. That's what I would like to. But then, would you just rename the trophy every time that somebody sets the record? Like who? If, that would be a good way to do it, actually. I think that'd be kind of annoying because then you're. I mean, you're at the point now where you have so many different trophies in the NHL with so many different names. I don't even know what half of them stand for. Can I? I I found this out the other day. This is very important to this conversation. Did you? Do you guys know what the Lady Bing Trophy is? Is that sportsmanship? Yes, it's the well. It's technically the most. (laughs) Technically, it's the most gentlemanly player. Is is the um, yeah. So I think he's a good guy for that too. You know, he's. Actually, I'm surprised he hasn't racked those up either. Give it a Marshawn this year. Oh, God. (laughs) They should. (laughs) 
That would cause anarchy in the NHL if Marshan got a a gentlemanly award. Um, All right. Whoa. I didn't know this. Okay. Uh, David Krejci. He's he's played 46 games, 12 goals, 30 assists, 42 points. He actually has more points than Bergeron with five less games played. Um, Obviously, Krejci coming back from Europe this season – expectations were, I would say expectations were kind of low. You know, we didn't really know what we were going to get with Krejci coming back. Um, Obviously he's showing that he hasn't slowed down a bit. Uh, He's on pace for almost a point per game. So high seventies, maybe low eighties at the, at the uh, end of the season, I would give Krejci a a minus, maybe even an a, not an a plus, but I would give him a minus a. Yeah, I would give him an A as well. I mean, he's literally on pace for a career year. His career high in points is 73. He's played 46 games and he has 42. I mean, he's right around the high 70s, yeah. low 80s. That, I'm not that good at math, but like, what the hell? I, I didn't know he was. Holy shit. I didn't know that he's like sneaky, but just picking up points left and right. That, no, me either. That's that genuinely kind of surprised me. Like. He's on. He's on. He's I mean, on pace he has, for a career year. He's got this thirty year? assists. Yeah, after leaving last year. Europe. What the? Yeah. All right, creature. Right, I, I changed mine then. A A plus. Oh my god. <laughs> I was gonna say like I I think that uh, a lot of people didn't see this move as like win like window dressing at all. You know what I mean? But like sort of yeah. like okay, he's he's a fundamental leader on the Bruins. He has been for a long time. We're gonna bring him back like for for like the team. But he came back and he's like, oh, he's like maybe one of the best three players on our team this year, yeah, you know? Yeah. So maybe the Bruins yeah. should send some more guys over to Europe to spend a year there to come on back <laughs> and have some career year. They should send Zaboral over there, see if he can come <laughs> back and do something. Yeah. See if that helps him at all. Um, all right. Now we'll go to Marshawn. Obviously, uh, 43 games played, 16 goals, 30 assists, 46 points. Um, I'd give Marshawn a, you know, and he he kind of changed his game a little bit in the beginning part of the season too. He wasn't taking as many penalties. Uh, he wasn't doing you know the stupid stuff that we're usually used to seeing Marshawn do. Um, I'd I'd give Marshawn an A as well, A A plus. You know, I think I think I give him a B plus, which sounds kind of crazy because he's over averaging over a point per game, forty six points at forty three games. But there has been a couple stretches of the season where he had hasn't even yeah. been out there. I mean, yeah. he had like a five or six five or six game goalless streak. Might have been longer than that. Yeah, um, but that was also this like when he was going on that streak. That's when he started doing dumb shit again. He started yeah. taking hacks at guys and and old school Marshawn came back out. Yeah. But, I mean, you also have to take into the fact that this guy just had double hip surgery in the offseason. He came back. He's 34 years old, turning 35 in May after coming off an injury like that. And he's still putting up over a point per game. So I give him a B plus just because I think that he's definitely had some stretches where he's fizzled out. Um, But he's been able to turn it around when he does get on that cold streak. But um, I think I feel pretty good with the B plus for Marshan. I'd give him him an A minus. And I think it's... um... It's because of the goals, which is surprising because, you know, like he's not he's he hasn't scored as many as I think a lot of people would have. He still has a lot of goals. I mean, he's third on the team in in goals, or at least tied for third. And I think that's partially due to uh, what the next guy we're probably going to talk about. But 
<laughs> I think just maybe because of that, a little a little gets taken away. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so yeah, now the last forward, the last skater that we'll grade is um Mr. Uh, David Posternock. So <laughs> 51 games played, 38 goals, 34 assists. He's he's got 72 points in 51 games. Um, plus 25, 32 penalty minutes. Um, he's got 28 power play points, so he's honestly carrying the power play. Uh, five game winning goals, one overtime goal. He's shooting his shooting percentage right now is at a 15.5 percent. So he, I mean, he's it's going to be one of the higher ones in the league, obviously, <laughs> as he scored 38 goals. But uh, Pasta easy easily gets an A plus. Most definitely. Uh, 72 points. I believe that's fourth in the area. Well, this is why it's kind of stupid, right? Because David Posternock is second in the league in goals. He has 38 goals, 72 points in 51 games. Nikita Kucherov is three. He has 75 points. Leon Dreisaitl is second. He has 76 points. So Poss is four points away from second. And then freaking Connor McDavid, 93 <laughs> points. What an asshole, huh? I know. <laughs> He's, and on top of that, he can't let Poss get anything. He can't get the point crown because despite how well Poss has been playing, He's still over 20 points behind Connor McDavid. And despite all the t- all the pucks that <laughs> Poss has put in the back of the net, McDavid has three more goals in him. Like, just well, let Poss have something, damn it. He had to split that rocket with Ovi. Just let him get something. He's going to yeah. get a contract. But. Uh, Connor McDavid famously scared to do the fastest skater competition, I've heard. So, <laughs> uh, I'd give Pasta a C, just too many penalty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's an easy A plus, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the the report? I think there's only like one or two people that that reported it, but they were saying that one of the things that was holding up Poss's willingness to re-sign long term was because he was worried about the status of the roster moving forward. Did you hear that? I did not, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it was literally just like one report. I don't know who it was, but I heard it on the radio and I saw people talking about it on Twitter. But um, one of the things it, they made it seem like the years and the number is settled. But Pasta just had concerns and he wanted assurance that Don Sweeney was going to put a good team on the ice moving forward. Because we've all said it now for months that this team could have some huge holes in their top two line centers of Krejci and, and Bergeron uh, retire. And um, I don't know. I don't I don't think that that would be a big deal. I mean, you know, if you're here for eight years, you got eight years to get a good team on the ice or whatever it is. But there are a bunch of players in free agency too. But I just thought that was interesting. I still think we've said this about every episode now. I'm still fully confident that Pasta will be here for the rest of his career. So I'm, I'm still yeah. not worried. Yeah, I do too. Um, I right, real quick, we'll do the goalies. Uh, Jeremy Swayman, obviously, hey. started the season struggling. What'd you give him? No, I thought you were gonna say Lee Omerk. I was gonna yell A plus. Oh. Swayman, oh. Swayman. <laughs> I well, hang on, hang on, wait, wait, hang on. Swayman's 12-3 and 4 on the season. He's got a 2.34 goals against and a 9-14 save percentage with one shutout. Uh, I give him a B. Yeah. He's definitely struggled at times, but he's also shut the door at times. And despite what people want to say about his game this year, because I feel like everybody focuses on how bad that he's played in those games that he has looked really bad. He's 12-3. and three. He's got a 2.34 goals against average, which is lower than it was last year. And he has a 9.14 save percentage, which is the exact same as it was last year. So he's still putting up numbers that are better than it was last year. It's just that he's been 
there's been a couple games where he's looked like absolute dog shit. I'll give you that. But yeah. Also, yeah. it's it's it's. I mean, it's hard playing behind a guy who has a sub two goals against average and <laughs> entering the middle of February, who's probably going to be a heart candidate, let alone the Vesna winner. Yeah. So I think that I was I was hoping that he would take the next step forward. I know again, he's a little, numbers are a little better than they were last year, but I was hoping for a little closer to I don't know two in the two twenties. Than it is what did I just say two forty or whatever it was two thirty two thirty four but he's been he's been decent yeah I mean obviously the beginning of the season for Swayman wasn't you know his strongest people were literally calling for him to be traded or sent down to Providence like I'd give Sway uh, probably at this point of the season I'd probably give him a B minus maybe even a C just because. You know, uh, you were expecting him to come in and be better than last season. And the way he started was really shaky. Um, People were literally calling for his head. But you also have to realize he's still so young. He's he's still on his entry level contract. Um, There's going to be bumps on the road. We saw that earlier in the season. He's been much better now, which is why his numbers are up to where they are. Um, But expectation wise i expected a little bit more maybe not as long of a of a rough patch that he went on so yeah i'd give him a, a b minus to a c plus in that range andy no oh, oh yeah yeah i agree with you guys i mean i would give him <laughs> uh i would give him probably a a b minus because i do think the beginning of the season was disastrous for him, yep. but he, he, he's been fine. He hasn't been incredibly great or anything, but he doesn't need to be. So uh, well, I'd get. Yeah, what? no, you're hundred percent right. He doesn't need to be when you have a goalie who is putting up numbers, like Mel said, sub sub two goals against average in 32 games started a 26, four and one record. Um, 1.9 goals against 937 save percentage. That's ridiculous. And uh, two shutouts. Allmark gets a um, an A plus premium. Yeah, whatever, whatever A double plus is. I'm yeah. giving him the. I'm giving him that. The gold, he gets the gold star. <laughs> he, yeah, he gets the gold star. Mel, what do you think? Oh. I, I I pulled an Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah, you can't give him anything other than an A plus. I mean, um, you know, I'll, I think we said it before. A lot of people when they talk about this Bruins team, and especially Linus Omar, they say, "Yeah, well, look at the team around him. That's why his numbers are like that. Look at how many wins they have. That's why his numbers are like that." Well, they have that many wins because they have freaking Linus Omar in that. Yeah, you just rattled off his numbers. He's he should be a near lock for the Vesna. I know some people who are crazy about analytics are calling for Connor Hellebuck and which is kind of crazy because we were talking about the analytics a few weeks ago and even almost all of those categories, Linus Omark is leading Hellebuck in, but I think he should seriously be a candidate for the heart this year. I don't think he's going to win it. I think Connor McDavid is playing out of this world right now and it's his to lose, but I think that Vesna, uh, Vesna, Jesus, I think that Omark right now, should be in everybody's top five for yeah should be in everybody's top five for the hard trophy as well yeah i think so too mcdavid's definitely gonna run away with that trophy um but 
Allmark is definitely going to be in the conversation. I mean, the expectation expectations in general for the Bruins coming into the season wasn't that high. People were picking them to it was it was us, it was Pittsburgh and Washington. Which one of these three teams were going to take a step back this year and fall out of the playoffs? A lot of people picked Boston. And right now you see Washington struggling, you see Pittsburgh struggling, and in terms of this past decade, Boston, Washington and Pittsburgh were three of the most dominant teams in this era of hockey. So you see the core of these three teams aging and their play falling off. But for some reason, that doesn't seem to be the case with Boston. You see Bergeron having a a phenomenal year. Like we just said, David Krejci is having a career season. Um, And then you couple that. Yeah, you couple that with having young guys in the lineup like David Posternock, Charlie McAvoy, Hampus Lindholm, um, Jake DeBrusque. And they're all feeding off these older guys. And I think the older guys are feeding off of them as well. And you have this goalie tandem that is unbelievable. You got two great goalies and, and, and an, un, and of a, uh, right now a franchise goalie and Linus Omark. <laughs> I can spit it out. You got a franchise goalie and Linus Omark who's playing, um, statistically one of the best seasons of all time. Yeah. And not even mention the guy behind the bench, too. I mean, you have, Probably yes. the, the favorite to win the Jack Adams this year in uh, Montgomery, who's been doing one hell of a job. But we've already preached enough about how much Montgomery's turned this team around. But it's just crazy. And and I remember we were talking too in our earlier episodes, talking about who would be the cap casualty for this team. Who could they really send out of here to take a big chunk of cap out for this team? And I think I remember myself saying that at the time. I said, "Hell, let's get Allmark out of here. Screw it." If the Bruins, yeah. I remember distinctly saying, "If the Bruins are having a piss poor year, and you know that it's not likely that they're going to make the playoffs, when you hit the trade deadline, why not just ship Allmark out of here? I mean, that clears five yeah. mil of cap space. You can get a little something for him, and you already have Swayman waiting to take over his spot in the future. And um, it, you know, it's almost like somebody just took those episodes and like played them for Linus Allmark and played them for <laughs> Nick Foligno." And like all of these guys in Montgomery too, all these guys that I like kind of shit on and like just every single time they lace up their skates, I just know that they're thinking about me because they're like (laughs) they're making me eat crow, man. These guys are playing incredible. And it's literally, of course, it's all the guys that I said that I would either trade that I didn't have high expectations for (laughs) or that I wasn't excited about seeing. Felino's yeah. pregame listening to something's brewing. <laughs> just, just, I'll show that fucking Mel. He's <laughs> kick, kick me off the island. <laughs> I'll show I'll sh- you. I'll show him. <laughs> the only thing they listen to me about is when I said I bring Stickman with me on an island. They decided to ship his ass out of here after one yeah. game. <laughs> Sweetie heard that episode. He was like, you know what? Yeah, you're, he's right. He made a point with this one. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we're probably a little over halfway through the episode actually at this point so i wanted to remind everybody that we are brought to brought in partnership with cano wellness cano wellness offers you four distinct experiences for the different challenges you may face throughout the day can of sleep can of mend can of fresh and can of boost it's the trusted brand for sports fitness and wellness households With over 50 vitamins, nutrients, and herbal extracts in four compact sprays, it's the most convenient way to get back on track with no pills, water, or messy powders. 
90% of nutrients in these oral sprays are absorbed in less than 30 seconds. It's like an entire health food store in your pocket and is endorsed by Olympians, NHL players, and pro sports stars who rely on the Canada Wellness Company to support high performance. Mel, let's talk about each product. Let's talk about it. Canaboost is the ability to skip the coffee and sugary snacks and energize the healthy way. Use daily before you work out when studying for an exam and other times you increase clarity, stamina, and concentration. Canamen provides the after-party liver support and works fast to relieve hangovers in the morning after drinking. This unique oral spray supplement is blended with 11 vegan vitamins and herbal extracts to replenish your body to combat headaches, sickness, and lack of energy. Canafresh reduces stress and gives your body an immune system boost. Whether you're nervous before a presentation or need to calm down after a hectic day, the 11 natural and vegan ingredients in Canafresh fresh take the edge off without making you feel drowsy or unmotivated. Canna Sleep. This all-natural and vegan sleep aid is convenient and fast-absorbing. No mixing beverages, no waiting for gummies to kick in. Just spray, roll over, and snooze. Control your dosage and how much sleep you need. If you want to try these amazing Canna Wellness all-natural oral sprays, please go to canawellness.com, that is C-A-N-I-wellness.com, and use our promo code BNG25, that is B-N-G-25, to get 25% off everything on the canawellness.com website. Sully, back to you. All right. Um, I don't think we shared the voicemail line for this episode, so I don't think we have any voicemails. Uh, no, we did share it. And it's in our Twitter bio for anybody who wants to call, and nobody gave us a call. No one, no one, not called. a single person called to leave a voicemail. I'll Ooh. call you guys. I could do it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we did get this DM here from um, Boston Bruins. You can follow him on Twitter at Boston Bruins with an A. Um, he it. said, "Question for the pod." What are your guys' thoughts on AJ Greer? Do you think he's going to be here for a long time? Because I sure hope so. He gives me Milan Lucic vibes, but a little more skillful. I really do not want to see him being a part of the piece of the deadline. Do you think he has what it takes to wear the spoked be for a decent amount of time? Uh, well, I was going to bring up the contract as a basis for my opinion. But according to HockeyReference.com, it's NA. He, he doesn't have one, so he's just <laughs> he's just doing it out of the goodness of his heart. He's for the Bruins for the, for the love of the game. I mean, I like I really like AJ Greer. I do. Yeah. Um, I think I gave him like a like a B plus. I think. Uh, but if if they he, decide that he. I would rather lose him than some other people on our team. I'll say that. He he's making he signed a two year deal worth one and a half mil. That's not that. That's uh. so average at his AAV. So he's making seven hundred and sixty two thousand a year. That's a great I, contract. You you know I I I mean just the, the, the what he brings to the lineup on a nightly basis. He brings energy. Yeah, I I like AJ Greer. I, don't get me wrong, but that's and, Andy, Andy, Andy makes sick beats. That's true. But what he brings to his, 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 value, <laughs> his value for the Bruins is the energy that he brings, but you can find energy guys anywhere. I mean, if it's, yeah. if, if I would yeah, like to see AJ already, Greer in, the, but you already have one in AJ Greer for, for at 760,000. 
Well, uh, true. A- actually, NA according to Andrew. Yeah, but if, it's it's free, I think. But like, if you have an opportunity to like, I don't know, if he wants an extension and you have the opportunity to sign somebody who can give you what he gives you, but at a cheaper number, or if you're making a trade and they want AJ Greer, I mean, holy shit, take him because like I love AJ Greer and he gets the garden going and he provides a boost of energy to that team. But can a boost. you can f- yeah. that's true. You can, can find energy guys like that. Up and down the league. I mean, a lot of teams have them. I love AJ Greer again. They picked him up for practically nothing. Um, nine points in 36 games, five goals in 36 games, 64 penalty minutes in 36 games. He's only played 36 games and he's leading the Bruins in penalty minutes by a healthy margin. I mean, you can find guys like that. I love AJ Greer, but, you know, to compare him to, did he compare him to Milan Lucic? Yeah. I mean, Milan Lucic was a 30-goal scorer for the Bruins. I mean, he had 20-plus goals almost every year he was here, and he would beat a person's face to a pulp. Yeah, I was going to say, he was putting putting guys through the glass. He's no Lucic, and I love watching AJ Greer play, but he's a career bottom six guy. He's a momentum-shifting guy because he can go out there and provide a spark for your team, and you can find those guys pretty much anywhere. You know what? Now AJ Greer is going to get 30 goals next game. Because Mel said that. Because they'll be <laughs> listening to this episode in the locker room and they'll hear what I said. That's Andrew what I need to start like doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jakob Zaboral sucks. He has no future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I if if you can keep him on the team with a salary that's you know nothing crazy, you can't I don't think you can pay over one and a half a year for um, AJ Greer and what he brings to the table, but I do I think his game fits with Boston. It resonates with the fans. It gets the fans going and it gets the lineup going. And sure, you sure you can find guys in the league who who bring that same you know who bring those same intangibles. But um, I don't know it, 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 when you look at him, you just see like Bruins. Like you just the way he plays, the way he carries himself, um, the way he treats the game and fits into his role. I think it's it's perfect. Yeah, he's almost a- almost Gregory Campbell like. I would Ooh. compare him more to Campbell than Lucic. Yeah, that's fair. But Gregory Campbell was a lot better than AJ Greer. But I I like a. I mean, I again, I like AJ Greer. Don't get me wrong. And you do need those energy guys in your lineup. And right now, he's a Bruins energy guy, and it seems like he's going to be the energy guy for quite a bit of time moving forward. But at the same time, he's an energy guy. I mean, it's, it's not a guy you're not going to hang number 10 in the rafters because A.J. Greer was out there pumping up the team with big hits and whatever he's doing. I mean, you could find guys like that out there, but I don't know. I still like watching him play. He's still fun, but I mean, nine points in 36 games with 64 penalty minutes and pumping up the crowd on the team just doesn't really move the needle for me that much. Yeah. Um, all right, so we also got – this is our last DM of the of the pod. Um, we also I got this question. Too. You got one too? No, All right, you ask, you ask yours first. All right, this is from Melinda. You can follow her Melinda. on Twitter at Melinda underscore paints. She sent this in a video. Good morning, Sully and Nick. Happy podcast day. Um, so uh, the Bruins going to keep up their momentum. Dun, dun, dun. I think they will. Listen to this. In 1970, on Valentine's Day, Jerry Cheevers, cheesy, um, the year that the Bruins won the Stanley Cup, got a 35 uh, save shutout against Detroit Red Red, Ring. Rah! Red Wings. Always record, 41 saves against, I think it's the Red Wings or the Sharks. So go Bruins. 
Have a great podcast. Happy Thursday, Thursday. Bye, guys. I always love Melinda's. Qu- I, she said this. She, she sent the me, best question. She does. She sent me this today at work. I was so excited to see that Melinda. She it was like Melinda sent you a DM. I was like, let's go. It's probably a question. And I was all <laughs> but she raises a good point. I mean, the do you think the Bruins are going to be able to maintain this this hot start that they've been on for the first half of the year post All Star break? It's tough. I mean, you saw they just went on a three game losing streak and everybody was acting like the world is collapsing. Yeah. Um, but I think they showed with that three game losing streak, I think they showed signs of fatigue. And uh, I mean, the all star break couldn't have come at a better time if, if they were starting to feel fatigue. Yeah. I mean, a little three game losing streak is nothing. But I, I mean, to keep up the same pace that they had in the in the first half of the season, I want to say yes, but it's almost impossible to keep that same pace. Um, They would just, they would have to be, you know, come back in after the all-star break with the same exact, not mindset, because they definitely have the same mindset, but the same, the same drive. And they they do, but I mean, it's, (sighs) no, they're not going to be able to keep that same pace. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. I think this might be more fun to answer. What do you think is more likely? Do you think that it's more likely that the Bruins continue the the hot start of their season or you think it's more likely that Linus Omar continues his hot start to the season? Ooh, I ooh, I don't know. I feel like the team. Uh, I think those two questions sort of go hand in hand. Though, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I think it's, I think momentum is very important for a goalie specifically to stay in that zone. Yeah. And uh, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, like Sway comes in every, every couple games and like, Oh, Mark doesn't play. Right. But it's, it's tough when you have an extended break like this without playing at all. And yep. it, it's different. So I would say it's more likely that the team continues to have success. And then Omar like, two three games in like picks it back up where he left off rather than him just automatically being lights out right when he comes back in yeah that i hate how the nhl all start like the bruins don't have a game for what was it nine days it was 10 i think it was 10 days what the the hell is that shit why well well (laughs) every every team in the league now gets a uh a bye week so our bye week just so happened to come uh at the all-star break as well that how long have they been doing that? This isn't football. Why does every no, team get a bye week? It was they. I think they started this two seasons ago. It was after COVID. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I think it's pretty dumb. And <laughs> <laughs> because like Andrew just hit the nail on the head. It's all about momentum, especially if you're a goalie. And he was every game he was in last year. I mean, the first start of the season before the All Star break, he was building on his last start. And you know, I don't know. Like I, I think about you know not playing for your only game in ten days is a little half-assed appearance that. I mean, every player plays half-ass at the All-Star game, but still, like, I don't know. I I, I think that Andrew is right in the sense that um, it's more likely that the Bruins come hot out of the gate than it is Linus Olmark, but they're not exactly mutually exclusive. I mean, if Olmark is screaming to start the season, I mean, obviously the Bruins are going to pick up some wins, but I don't know. It definitely helps getting uh, Jake DeBrus back. Like, Sully, you said, you know, the All-Star break couldn't have come at a better time with their, you know, historic three-game losing streak that they were just on before the All-Star break. But more important than that, they're getting back their top line right winger. So, um, I still think that – I think that you're right that I don't think Omar can keep putting up the numbers that he's putting up. I mean, that is 
like he it's historic if he would have one of the greatest seasons in nhl history if he keeps playing how he's playing and like i'm not a betting man but like that will be extremely hard for him to do that and for the bruins sake i mean they've been screaming to start the first half of the season as well so you know momentum is big they're getting their top line winger back and uh I feel pretty good. I think there's still what seven game, seven points up in the Atlantic Division or something. Yep. It's their it's their conference to lose. Yeah. Um. So thank you, Melinda, for the question. Um. So the last question that we got is from Sean. He asks, out of if you could pick one player on the Bruins roster to get you out of a zombie-filled uh, hospital, who would you pick? And why? You know what? I'll take I'll take the, the lead on this one. I just started okay. watching The Walking Dead again. Yep. And you need a leader. If there's anything the first four episodes have taught me, Rick Grimes. Who is the Rick Grimes of this hockey team? Patrice Ooh, Bergeron. It's Patrice Bergeron. It's Patrice okay. Bergeron. He gets you That's, out of 10, 10 times out of 10, he does. That's a solid answer, but I'm telling you right now, you're wrong. You got to have, if you're in a zombie apocalypse and you're in a room and there's a bunch of zombies around you, you want Derek Forbert in there because you know he's laying his body on the line and he's taking a couple bites here and there to make sure that he's blocking you and getting you out of that room safely. And he's the only answer. And on top of that, I mean, he's a big guy. He can bounce back from injuries like crazy. I just know he's getting bitten like crazy by those zombies. You know what? He's fine. He's walking off because he's freaking, he's freaking Orbert, baby. See, now I would go what do you what do you need the most in a zombie apocalypse? You need a strong man. A good goalie. You need good a goalie. <laughs> oh, oh Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you need a you need a strong man to fight, you know, fight the good fight. And I think I think you go AJ Greer. I think you pick AJ Greer because out of every fight that I've seen him in, He's won every fight. So unless there's a Wayne Simmons zombie coming at you, I think he's going to be able to fight yeah. off the horde of zombies and you can just kind of stand behind him and, and you know, watch him do his job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't a, even have to be on salary either. He just does it for free. Yeah. He does it, yeah, he does it for free. He's a good glue guy too. He's going to get those zombies rocking when they see AJ Greer in there. You know, all your group of survivors are going to be all pumped up when, when AJ Greer <laughs> walks, in the, walks into the room. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I think Felino would be a good pick here too. He was, he was on yeah. my short list as well. I honestly yeah. feel like he'd be horrible. Really? Be, all right. Wait, wait. Okay. Wait, hang on. What would he, what would he do? He's just a, he's a good, he, listen, he's on my island. He's coming with me to the, to the zombie apocalypse. That's it. <laughs> all right. Well, now I'm, who's, who's the, last person you would pick who would who would sacrifice you to get away brad marchand marsh yeah come on what (laughs) no anton stroman because he turns stuff over all the time guys connor clifton he's not fighting anybody he's an engineer he's building the most fantastic bits you've ever seen you know what yeah good pick quinnipiac engineer bring him he can come too yeah how dare you (laughs) you're not invited to our zombie apocalypse party jacob (laughs) zaboral oh god He'll be in Providence. I'll use him as bait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Um, I, think I love you. Uh, we could do... No, you know what? We'll save that for next episode. Um, Yeah. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? Anything on the remainder of the season that, you know, you, you want to see? Uh, n- not... I'm going to answer your question by totally not answering your question. And this is... I was looking through the Lady Bing winners of all time. And I believe it was 
19, let me get the year right here. Uh, early, early 1900s. One of the founders, you could say, of this. 1948-49, the winner, Bruins uh, legend Bill Quackenbush. And I just thought that that should be said. <laughs> He'll be with me on this hobby. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking quack and bush. I want to see, obviously, I want to see the season end of the Stanley Cup, but I want to see some hardware too. I want to see Bergeron get a Selkie. Yo, I want to see Omar get his Vesna. I want to see Charlie McAvoy finally get some Norris recognition. I don't think he's going to win it, but I would see. like him to be on the stage, damn it. Oh. And uh, I want to see, uh, what was the sportsmanship? The gen the what was lady, the award you just lady, lady Bing Lady Bing lady award Bing. gentlemen I want to see I want to see Brad Marchand get his Lady Bing. Yeah, it's just, it's been such a dominating season from the Bruins as a whole as a unit, and I want to see that reflected on the end of the year awards. Yeah, yeah, all good things. I just want to see him, you know, continue to put. They need. They need to finish higher than Carolina. That's all I care about because you cannot go into a playoff series with Carolina in Carolina because you will probably lose. You will probably lose that series. So maintain home ice, um, maintain that number one seed in the East and um, continue to roll into the playoffs and just keep it going. That's really all that I'm looking for. Just keep playing. Just keep rolling. Keep playing strong. Um, But yeah. Um, if that's it, then this is it for episode 28. Um, Andrew, thanks for coming. Um, we'll figure out the mic next episode. Um, Mel, thanks. I don't even know where I'm going from it. But hey, thank you all for listening to episode 28 of the Something's Brewing podcast. Um, as always, uh, brought to you in partnership with the Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. Um, you can follow our Twitter podcast account at Bruin Something. Mel, um, if you want to read the voicemail line for the folks um, wanting to call, please give us a call at 508-263-0854. It seems like we have the same, what is it? three or four people that call when we do get voicemails, but it's really something cool. It's something interactive. We like hearing your guys' voices and the passion behind your question or your statements. And Sully's mentioned it before, but even doesn't have to be a question. doesn't have to be for the podcast. It could just be like he's mentioned, you know, after a big Bruins win or after a big Bruins loss, give us a call and rant. We want to hear all of it. We like sharing it and talking about it. So um, yeah, I'll read that number one more time as I just lock my phone. Give us a call <laughs> at 508 508- two six three zero eight five four again if you want to find the number on your own you can follow our bruins twitter account at bruins something um and the numbers in the bio there we go um yeah so thank you all for tuning in you can follow myself on twitter at underscore mike sullivan you can follow nick on twitter at nick malanson underscore uh, you can follow Andrew, I guess, on Twitter at Andrew underscore SU11 IVAN. Um, has some funny retweets, you know, he'll, he's good for a good laugh. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening, and we will catch you all next week. Love you, bye.
Bless you, Mel. Thank you. All right, you're in settings. Yeah, audio. Audio. What is the What is the microphone set as? Default microphone JLab Go Talk, which is the microphone that you gave me. Okay. Communications microphone JLab Go Talk. I could try that. Hello. Can you still uh, see? I hear you. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, wait. Speaker, hold on. Yeah. Speaker. All right, talk. Yep. Yep. No. No. Uh, nah. Keep saying it. Oh. Okay. Okay. Again. Nah, nah, nah. What the frick? Try again. Nope. Try again. So you you have the same microphone? No. It's like he doesn't even listen. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Ooh, me, a little old me. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Um, I'm getting some nuts. Why are you getting, are nuts? You getting nuts? To nut in my speak pause to fasten my speaker. 